Mike check, Mike check. What's cracking? What's popping? What's good? We back. We here for a special episode of Losers Podcast this week. We got one of my favorite people in the whole wide world here with us today. She's a writer. She's an editor. She's also in the industry right now as Chance the Rapper's manager. And she's also my family, my cousin. I love her so much. We got Taryn Payne in the building today. What's happening? Hey, how's it going? Well, real good. What up, Izzy? I'm sorry I didn't introduce Izzy. He's crazy, man. So, yeah, we definitely been wanting to get Taryn on the show for a while now. We finally didn't got to it, man. We want to just discuss a lot of stuff. You know, she has a great resume we was just talking about. And you're not just Chance's manager, you know what I'm saying? So I know that you did. A lot of people want to know who Chance is. It's one Chance, nigga. (laughs) nigga. It's another Chance on on Favor Love or some shit like that. He was a Chance shit. I mean, he died, though. Rest in <laughs> his soul type shit. No, he you know, didn't, nigga. His, his brother, brother died. died. <laughs> oh, well, shit, shit. Chance, shit. Take a chance, shit. Same shit. You know he got mean? a show actually on the Zeus Network right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Zeus. It's called One Chance of Love or something like that. One more uh, chance or some shit like that. Yeah. And this how they should flip it. They should have Chance a rapper come over there. And, but no, he married. We ain't gonna get into that. But yeah, let's get it doing. Let's get this adventure under the way. That's all I was saying. <laughs> anyway. So, Taryn, you actually graduated from the University of Illinois, I know, and then you went on to uh, become a writer. Did you start at uh, Teen Vogue, or how did that journey start? How did that happen? Yeah, so I actually started at Ebony Magazine. Right, I was that's in right. The, the Chicago office, it was a crazy experience, definitely. I think for me, I always wanted to work at a magazine, and I always wanted to, you know, one of my favorite movies was brown sugar growing up you know for my culture and, and but then also um the devil wears prada so i was always trying to find like a, a blend in between like a job that was like that so when i was in college i never really had internship experience at a magazine and so everybody told me like oh you got to start off somewhere small you'll never make it to a big publication right out of college and i just wasn't trying to hear that or take mm-hmm. that for an answer because right I don't know. I feel like when you honestly, not to sound cliche, but when you put your mind to something, you can't achieve it. So I just started putting my nose down, just doing a lot of research and reaching out to people, just sending emails to people that I hadn't met before. But I was sent emails and they were so structured, like, hi, I just graduated. (laughs) And I would get no response. But then when I started sending like, you know, more love letters to editors and just telling them why I specifically wanted to work there, what pieces stood out to me and moved me, made me feel good. I started getting responses immediately. And I remember my grandmother, she took me on, there was an NABJ conference in DC. So I went from DC to New York. And when I got to New York, I just set up some informational interviews and the informational interviews was just meetings with editors, letting them know that I was interested in a position, even though it wasn't a position there at the moment. So mm-hmm. I was super nervous going in all these like 100 story buildings, like sitting with these editors. One time I had my little brother with me, like he had to sit, <laughs> sit on the couch during my meeting while I went inside 
and nothing came from it in that moment, but I kid you not, probably three weeks after I turned in my master's thesis, I had a job offer from up. Damn. And I so, I know it was God, for real. Yeah, no, I mean, and determination. That's what I it mean, sounds like. Yeah, y'all talking about God. That's light-skinned privilege. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you was dark-skinned, that shit wouldn't happen to that fucking all. You know what I'm saying? But that's some good shit. Stop though, it. That's good. that's good shit, though. Play that colorism shit on here, bro. Right. <laughs> shit. shit, if this was 1960, it'd be colorism. You can drink out of the water fountain. I can't. Shit. She'd be in the crib. I'd be out there getting whooped. Slave. Call Shut me Kuta Izzy. Don't talk shit. Don't talk shit. Nah, so, so, yeah, that just sounds like pure determination. Like, you wasn't taking no for an answer. And, uh, yeah, that's dope to hear. Like, uh, yeah. I, knew, I knew about the journey, of course, but to hear it, hear you talking about it. It's, it's just so special to me. I love hearing that. So great. So um, you said you set up some stuff in New York. So you did have the young experience of being a writer in New York City. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Um, I know you were living in Brooklyn and yeah. you were yeah, doing the commuting and all of that type of stuff. Like, what was that experience like? So I ended up working at Ebony for nine months and then they laid everybody off editor-in-chief mm. like the whole staff we found Damn. out we went to work um at my computer and my email just shuts off Damn. and i'm like what and right. then, i better still get paid for that <laughs> yeah i was devastated because i just felt like everybody knew that i worked there and i felt embarrassed right. um yeah. but then i had to just think about it like if my boss the whole editor-in-chief and like the managing editor and all type of people. I was at the I was the youngest person at the company. So right. although I took it, you know, hard, I just took that as my sign to move to New York because that's what I wanted to do in the first place. I really mm -hmm. only stayed back in Chicago because of the relationship that I ended up making with my mm -hmm. boss at the time. Okay. And she actually asked me that February. I got laid off in May if I wanted to transfer to the New York office. And something in my gut was just telling me like Mm, stuff feeling shaky like I should just stay in Chicago and lo and behold three months later I got laid off so I did the job search all over again and it felt so daunting because it was like not even a year later I'm reaching out to people asking like you know for positions and that's when I ended up getting the job at Team Vogue mm. moved there um within a month's notice or three weeks notice so i stayed with one of my best friends doug on his couch in brooklyn and williamsburg mm -hmm. i was living in a three bedroom one bathroom apartment with three guys in one bathroom um, oh, for two months yeah for two months <laughs> on his couch while i you know really found an apartment that would make me comfortable so it was it was I'm really glad that I did. I think that New York is a dope place. Brooklyn is like one of my favorite cities because everybody is there for a reason and they have like right. a purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to somebody, you'll find out exactly their drive, their hustle, their story, the reason why they're there. And, you know, even though it's a bunch of transplants, like, like I said, everybody, nobody's there to just waste time. Like everybody's there. Right to do something and make something of themselves. So it's super inspiring because I feel like, you know, sometimes in Chicago we could get complacent, but when yeah. you're there and you in an expensive living environment, like I remember my checks would be like, this whole check is going straight to my room. And this yeah. check is going to like my utilities. And then I have a little bit left for myself. 
and mm-hmm. everybody around me was like that, if not worse. So yeah. we definitely bonded in the struggle. Um, I love living in New York. I love the atmosphere. I love the nightlife. The dope thing about Brooklyn is that there were so many places that people our age could go in the neighborhood. Like you could walk down the street and go to like a nice ass bar or, you know. Marcy Projects. And- <laughs> yes. yes, I was about eight minutes away from the Marcy Project. You know what the fuck going on? You can't take the can't take the city girl out of love. Y'all know the rest. Take the hood, fool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all know the rest, man. City girl out the hood, hood in the city girl, same shit. <laughs> Bo- mo- no, not city girl, bougie girl. You know what I'm saying? I am not bougie. <laughs> bougie. Bro, what? You got gold roses on your counter. 24-karat gold roses. You bougie. Shit, I'm going to Thornton's and fucking Kroger's and fucking fucking food for less to get fucking flowers and shit. Your ass got 24-karat gold roses. I got this from me and Lavelle's favorite store, Mariano's. Don't sleep yes. on the five dollar flowers, like yes. Mariano's. What they sell? Fucking Italian pastas and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they do actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, ch- give me one chicken, extra chicken, cheese <laughs> salad. Hold the salad. Fuck Stupid, the salad. bro. I ain't lying though. But no, that's good though, Terry. Though, like, um, you know, I talk my shit about like you being bougie or. You know, <laughs> Sadiddy and some old shit, but no, it's good to like. <laughs> now nah, I'm being, I'm trying to be serious, damn shit. But um, but the fact that you know you was like when you were saying that how you was out there and it was just like, damn, you know, this paycheck got to go to rent, and then mm-hmm. next paycheck got to go to utilities and transportation and shit. And then coming from a person like you, because I I did not know that though, you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. my perception of you has just been like, oh well, well she's straight, twenty four carats spoon fed, you know what I'm saying? Like it's one of them, yeah. but. It, but to hear that come from you, like, nah, bro, I really, like, I had to fall in the toilet living with two dudes there fucking, fucking for three months and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I just had to fucking travel by myself and shit got laid off. I had to come back and get it back. You know what I'm saying? Get it out the mud and shit. But that's the Chicago mentality, man. Motherfuckers just gonna always figure it out. Yeah. yeah and that's what I was going, that's, that's the question I was going to go into. Like, so going from Ebony to Team Vogue was Team Vogue, like, I know they didn't do the same thing. Like the, it seemed like it was like a budget layoff or something, like a budget crisis. With Ebony, yeah, with Ebony, yeah, yeah, it was so, definitely. Yeah, so to go from New York to back to Chicago, how did that come about? So when I got to Team Vogue, it was like my dream job, and then I slowly realized like this place is not for me it didn't feel good like Mm. when I was at Ebony I was like the little sister like everybody there for the most part was black and they were very nurturing and even if I would have hard days I never felt like nobody was trying to take my job or in competition with me but then when I got to Team Vogue it was like there were some really Mm -hmm. cool people and great people that I'm still you know close with and talk to to this day but the energy just felt so different. And I think I got to the company in a weird time where like leadership was changing. And it was just a lot of things behind the scenes that I just, it didn't feel right within my spirit. And then my uh, manager, she ended up leaving. And I remember taking her all the way outside when she announced that she was leaving. I'm like, why are you leaving? Like, I just got here, I moved from a whole nother state for this job. And you know, she told me that she got presented a better opportunity, but I think 
that should have been my sign to start looking for things. But I was trying to stick it out like a bad relationship. Like, I'm going to make this work. <laughs> and then, you know, my superior at the time, he made the decision for me. He saw I wasn't happy. Even though I was trying, he was just like, we're looking for somebody more excited about the role. He called me in the office and fired me that day. Mm. My mom was actually coming to visit me for the first time. Wow. And so, like, having that happen to me, it just felt like a gut punch. Like, I came here. I had a big going away party. I moved. Everybody knew I worked at Ebony. Everybody knew I worked at Ebony. But now everybody knew I worked at Team Vogue. And I've gotten laid off two times in a row. It was super depressing and like disappointing to the point where I didn't tell anybody because I was so embarrassed. Um and I was just like it's like a Tyler Perry movie. You better start me honest. I'm just being honest. And I feel like you know social media is such a highlight reel and I think you know social media is the devil they don't realize like I was really in the in the struggle and I worked really really hard to get to where I am and nothing was handed to me and I got doors slammed in my face and I got a lot of things happened how they were supposed to but at the time it just felt crazy nah fuck that so we going back to what we know you know what I'm saying well I ain't gonna say we I'm gonna say I because all this is <laughs> what do you know you know right. what I'm saying <laughs> what five year old form say Send me the Addy, I'm coming to you. All I need is an Addy. You know what I'm saying? Drop the Addy in here and shit, bro. I'm going to take care of for you, bro. Vogue, Ebony. Motherfuckers going to be thinking they wish they was in Vogue because I'm going to act a fool. You got me up here crying shit, bro. I can't be up here crying shit. Okay, well, let me get to the good part of this. Oh, no, ahead. this is beautiful. This is yeah. from Rags to Thank Riches. You. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I this need a rag amazing. to wipe my tears and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, these young college kids and younger, yeah, yeah. yeah, younger folks yeah. need to yeah. hear this shit. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so I freelanced for about eight months, and that was definitely like having to write articles for money. Like I was getting twenty five dollars for an article, and I'm like, okay, my rent is twelve hundred dollars. How yeah. many articles am I gonna be able to write so I can make my rent by the end of the month? I definitely started to resent writing after that because I'm like I'm writing to live to keep my you know keep my lights on bills paid so one day I was just randomly on Twitter and Chance had posted a picture with Pharrell and I know my cousin knows Pharrell is uh. like my my person so when i yeah. saw he posted that <laughs> i was like oh my gosh i made a joke but as soon as i made a joke i got a dm from chance and he was basically like where are you working and i'm like to myself i'm like it's so ironic because i'm freelancing right now like i'm working for myself and you know he was just like he had bought a publication and he was looking for writers and you know would i be interested and in mm. my head my mind was still in new york so i'm like I got some people I could refer you to, but in my head, I'm like, I'm staying in New York because I got a lease here. I got a life here. My mom was not, I'm moving back to Chicago to work with him. Yeah. So I, you know, referred him to people. And then I ended up talking to my mentor, who was my first boss at Ebony. And she was like, you know how many people are trying to be with him right now? He just bought the (laughs) Chicago is, and he just reached out to you. 
Light skin privilege. You <laughs> <laughs> gonna that also, yo, fuck them tears I just had, bro. You declined the nigga. You declined the nigga. I did not decline. Obviously it. not, nigga. Like, I mean, I mean, I, you for the moment. You know what I'm saying? Bad relationship shit. You know what I'm saying? She had to he think about to, it, nigga. She yeah, had to weigh her tried. options. See, y'all teaming up on me. That's a light skin shit. You know what I'm saying? He tried to take a chance on you, and you free man show chance to get with the chance later. Ah, uh, you know, finish your story, bro. I'm cut you out in a second. Y'all here do your thing. Chance, I'm on your side. <laughs> Chance one and zero right now. You know what I'm saying? Before he cut you off so rudely, you were at when right. she told you about, uh, you know, how many people want this job. Come on, Ruley, the people need to know too, <laughs> shit. So a couple months later, I ended up reaching out and, you know, we ended up connecting when I came back to Chicago. And as time progressed, I was working remotely, but it just started getting harder to, you know, work in another place. Like I was flying back and forth and he was just like, I remember one time we were on the phone and he was like, look, I need you to move back to Chicago. Like it would make things easier. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Let me know. He has sent me a big check at the time. I had $20 <laughs> in my safe. I had nothing in my savings and I had $20 in my checking account. And I never wanted to ask my parents for help or anything. Cause I feel like I put myself in New York. So I'm not mm-hmm. about to inconvenience nobody or like, Oh, that's can real, I have some money? Just, it just never was in the plans for me to ask nobody to take yeah, care of me. I lo- yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. So I'm like, dang. I asked him if I could have a week to think about it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. And I took every last of those days and I prayed about it and I talked to my mom about it and I just, because I'm like, in my head, I just got to New York. I'm not trying to go back yeah. to Chicago. Like it felt yeah. not going backwards, but I just felt like I didn't get everything out of New York that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like I feel like that when you say it like that, I, I definitely yeah. Understand. But so you didn't look at it like an opportunity, though. Like you didn't look at it like I definitely looked at it like an opportunity. But I had already started interviewing at a bunch of publications in New York. Okay, so makes I'm like, sense. Makes sense. Yeah. But I had yeah. no offers yet. Like Chance was right. like my official. That nigga and fronted I, some money, right? Yeah. 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 Hold on, hold on. No self-incrimination. Lobos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no self-incrimination. But that's dope though. And I just felt like after getting laid off two times in a row, yeah, should I go with again. Yeah, because it's like yeah. if that happens again, I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do. So, you know, See, obviously I moved back to Chicago and yeah. I'm glad that I did, to be honest. I think it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made for my career. And yeah. I can only guess how things would be for me if I stayed in New York and I don't think that would be horrible because I would have made a way, but I definitely have grown and like got so many more experiences in the past three years that I feel like I ever would have gotten New York. And I get to travel back to New York, you know, mm-hmm. in a whole different way than I would have yeah. ever done in, you know, any other job. So, so I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, I, that's 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 um, that's Taryn, uh, you know, a motherfucker that, and then that's why I used to, you know, with Vail first, it was like, you know, you know, this is my cousin. I said, mm-hmm. nigga, just because y'all light skin don't make y'all cousins. You know, black but we look alike. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like me and Lavelle actually no, no. really look alike. You and his sure. mama, bro, you, you been a, a child type shit. You know what I'm saying? You talking about going back into New York. I know you in Dubai right now. But um, <laughs> but I got to, no, 
now, you know, you talking about how, like you love writing and shit, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and and I, you know, I don't read a couple articles. I don't say you do like Zoom meetings and shit, where you know, putting out, you know, pretty much doing your bio and shit like that. So, would you say like, are you one of the people? Maybe this is a veil question as well, though. But are you one of the ones that kind of inspire him to write? Because you know, he started writing and shit. He did like you know a phenomenal job at Swagger Us. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. still doing type shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and I kind of like me. You know, people be like, man, you know, Izzy fucking get on crazy and shit. But I kind of critique, you know what I'm saying, writing styles. And y'all got the similar writing styles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is shit that Terry would say. Oh, this is shit that Vail would say. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I knew y'all was related. Because it's that, like Kanye said, y'all don't see like tunes and shit. Y'all see colors and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I know that shit because I fuck with y'all. But would you say like... You know, you kind of like inspired Vail. Did you talk to Vail about writing or that was something Vail just like did on his own? I mean, I can't speak for his inspiration. <laughs> I feel like he could only inspire. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, but shit, you'd be like, shit, I would have got on his talk shit. Yeah, I inspired the next shit. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> I mean, we got, like. I, I get gave you the pool pits, uh, Snoop Dogg shit for BMF. Come on now. Shit. You know what I man? would definitely say that my cousin has been very in tune with my professional journey like yeah. i would talk to him a lot about kind of what was happening for me like i would remember we would catch up for hours at a time i can't let that directly inspire him if it did that makes me feel good but if it didn't that's okay too like i didn't invent writing like he right. is older than me he could have <laughs> wanted to always nah, people, been a writer like again again you have 24 karat gold roses and you in the back <laughs> <laughs> That's expiring the fucking enough. You know what I'm saying? You expire the fucking enough though. But uh, but uh, I mean I mean that's you know what well, I guess more so avail. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't never really got to ask him yeah. shit. So Vail mm-hmm. like was Taryn the person that like inspired you or motivated you to start writing? Yeah, I think Taryn definitely plays a big part in uh definitely wanting to be successful in my field just period you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. just watching her do her thing now is just like so beautiful you know like yeah. man i'm such a family person y'all know how i am like to see like somebody in the family just thriving in a way like you keith and it's just like we got some cold ass people in our family so talented talented, talented. yeah yeah extremely, most definitely. extremely talented so, yeah so yeah like Terrence say just talking to her reading her articles and stuff it was just always something like even back in high school uh teachers telling me like you know you should write for the newspaper and do all of that type of shit i never really it was never like nobody around me doing it you know like that made me yeah want, right like, i stepped out on the limb doing a lot in high school like brandon to tell you and shit like doing a swim team you know speech team and all of that one no black people like like me doing that shit you know so i always you know stepped off the uh, the ledge and shit like so yeah Taryn definitely inspires me in every facet and, and like that most definitely yeah. Yeah. i mean that's why i mean like like yeah i mean that's definitely. why that's why i mean and that's the name, you know, super producer always fits you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. bro, we done did, you know, I got throw the weed in there, you know what I'm saying? You know, we, <laughs> we, we, you know what I'm saying? We in French, you know what I'm saying? We got no fuck on, but you know what I'm saying? From college, man, we done did mixtape skits, yeah. videos, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, bro? You done came out with podcasts, bro. You done came mm-hmm. out with different uh, skits, you know what I'm saying, bro? You done came out. 
produce so many beats and shit like the beat that I love, the nigga refused to fucking send it to me type shit. You know what I'm saying? I tell him like, go give me the nigga chance email because I'm going to send it to him. And I'm going to CC both of y'all in the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? CC. I ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's just amazing though to see like, you know, that a family that and no, no family is perfect at all. You know what I'm saying? Hell no. Y'all motherfuckers, boy, y'all together is it's 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 amazing to see how much success from Keith, from Tam, from Vale, you know what I'm saying? And I tell Vale all the time, but like he might be the only he might be the Joe Bud, the motherfucker. He's gonna kick us all off and go do his own thing, you know what I'm saying? But he has that ain't gonna happen, bro. You know, you know you to the game, you know to those that you, I ain't gonna say you need me, you know what I'm saying? I like, do. Yeah, I no, do. No, 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 say it again. So he said, you know what I'm saying? Pause, bro. Yeah, no, no, but you the one with the daddy hat on now, you know. But no, it's it's really good to see that, like how successful that you know, all the whole family is, man. It, it's more other than just y'all three. That's out there. That's yeah. really out here. That's getting it out the mud. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so then you got with Chance the Rapper, uh, so you ended up accepting the role as, uh, so you were going to start off as a writer for his publication, uh, the Chicago is right. Yeah. And then we just, we just elevated. How did this, how did all of this come about? How do we get to now? To now, like he said, you in Dubai, you should see this background folks. Like the background is just beautiful. I'm just like, it's just missing palm trees. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we ain't going to Miami and shit, you know, that's (laughs) that. Cali, bro. Cali, bro. What's your Cali rolling loud, going out, going crazy out there too? Shit. <laughs> it, I would say the story is just so unconventional. Like, mm. I don't know. I feel like in most careers, like nobody has a direct path. But if you would have told me that I would be managing an artist two years ago, a year ago, three years ago, I would have said no. Like, I'm a writer. I don't. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have believed yeah. it either. Yeah, so <laughs> the Chicago is, you know, it's still in the works and we have been working on it. But I would say August of 2019, Chance's dad joined his management team. Mm-hmm. And so Chance was like, oh, I want you to have a meeting with my dad. And I, I didn't think anything of it. Um, his dad is a very uh, prominent person in politics. He used to work mm-hmm. for the, you know, President Obama. He was a lobbyist for you know, he's just very, very well connected. So I was definitely nervous because <laughs> I would be in the studio all the time and then, you know, just sitting down with him. And he was just like, you know, what's going on with the Chicago's? He was like, to be honest, we need help on management. We're trying to get things organized. You know, they did a complete kind of restructure of everything. He was like, what do you think? Like, you could help with the um, press and the, you have a, a journalism background like help us with you know chances brand and doing mm. interviews and um so i did that and i did his schedule for about two years and recently um just got promoted to being his manager and it just happened so organically and to be honest the feedback that i've been receiving has been so well just like oh my gosh i can't believe you know chance has a black woman manager and yeah that's beautiful yeah. It's just it's been a lot of work, but overall I've been just trying to have fun with it because I just never thought I would be here. So it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, we're doing a bunch of traveling and like forward facing things and you know, some days are harder than others, but I remember and I try to remind myself to keep myself grounded of where I started mm-hmm. and how I even got to this place in a very unconventional way. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. Humble and humility, you know what I'm saying? That's something that you, you know, relate to, you know, and speaking of humble and, uh, you know, humility, uh, we're going to get back to chance because, you know, this is the losers take a chance podcast. So I don't really watch Insecure, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was a situation where, you know, a lady, Vail can tell you more about the story and shit, but, you know, I, I kind of just, you know, it just kind of when you said that, you know, you just like humbling yourself in those humbling spirit that just made me think of like, you know, uh, Divine Nine and Greek organizations and things like that. So, Vail, go ahead and tell her what happened on Insecure. Yeah, so Taryn, she's in, uh, in a sorority, Alpha Cap. You can tell them what sorority you're in. Alpha Kappa Alpha. Yes, so... Yes, she did so, say devastating earlier though. She said devastating. Y'all heard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so do not play. So, no, no, so, no, this is a pretty podcast. You know what I'm saying? I got hold the mirror, you know what I'm saying? Get, get ready, you know what I mean? So during the episode, um uh, Black Twitter was pretty upset because uh what's her name on the show? I know Amanda Seals, that's the, the character. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name on the show, but Amanda Seals, she Tiffany. She, Tiffany. Tiffany was wearing uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha colors, uh, the the paraphernalia, as you guys call it. So did you feel offended in that? Uh, You know, since we got some uh, sorority member on the show, we wanted to ask you this question. Uh, I was going to ask it later. Izzy just jumping the gun. Uh, Yeah, my bad. I mean, I knew he was going to say that shit. I just texted that shit too, though. But no, I want to. Yeah, I just want to get like, how did you feel about that? To be honest, I did not feel offended. Mm. Uh, my stance on it is that on season one, Molly, she was drinking out of an AKA mug and like, I saw it, it didn't make me feel no type of way, but I guess maybe because Tiffany wore the actual sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and once it started, you know, becoming viral, a lot of people spoke out about how they wanted to shed light on, you know, our organization. And I just know AKA is so on the, like, on a corporate level, they don't care about exposure in that way. They care more about tradition. Mm. But me personally, I never felt offended because it wasn't like she was doing anything negative with it. She was just, you know, playing a character. She's an actress. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes t- people take Greek life way too serious. Like I'm, you know, definitely a dedicated member and all that, but I, I, I personally did not get offended by it. And I, I just feel like it was clickbait. Like people were just looking for stuff to talk about. Like, why is this such a topic of conversation? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I just felt like y'all just be finding something to get mad about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that's like, just what the show was in its last season. That's what I'm concerned about. That's what I'm yeah, worried about. Exactly. What am I gonna do without insecure? Yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be real tough, but that shit. I don't understand, like, but we y'all got to hear from an AKA, ladies and gentlemen. She wasn't offended too much from that, and like you say, it, that wasn't even the first time. Like, y'all need to it relax. Boosie out here strolling. Right. <laughs> Hold on, chill, chills, huh? Yeah, chill. I think what you got to say about it. What's your right. comment? <laughs> yeah, bro, you know I ain't gonna do none. That's uh, it's, uh the the two words I call possible deniability <laughs> and motherfuckers know what that means you know what i'm saying what's if the first word possible 
You know what I'm saying? Plausible. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I said what the fuck you said. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Y'all ain't just gonna be out here going out here saying what the fuck y'all want to say. I ain't gonna say shit, so he come find me. And then that's gonna be on your conscience. You know what I'm saying? Then, go, then, then you gotta pay that Dubai money for my funeral. You know what I'm saying? Allegedly. You know what I'm saying? So tell us the uh so since you said you know, uh, you've been getting a lot of great feedback. Like, you know, Chance as a black woman, man, as a manager, you know, that's amazing. So has it been any negative negativity about that? You know, like I know some some of these white suits and stuff, they they be tripping, you know, they get they see a black woman coming in, they they feel, you know, that that pressure, like, uh oh, you know how it yeah. be. To be honest, no. I feel like if anything, people are shocked because mm. you know. I'm so chill. And it's like when I right. say manager, like people will like take a step back, like, what? Mm-hmm. They'll be surprised. But thankfully, no, I haven't gotten any negative feedback, just more um, I would say shocked or surprised, if anything. But mm-hmm. to me, it just motivates me to keep going. Like I know Chance's dad always says that I'm too nice, but mm-hmm. I think coming under my mentor that I had in my first job, she was um, she's now like a CEO of a company, but she was never mean to me. She never disrespected me and she never talked crazy to me. And mm. I feel like you can get respect without being like having this angry black woman syndrome or like yeah. just being so hard all the time. Like right. that's just me personally. And I, I don't want to change myself just to fit in a box of like what a manager or what a black woman manager is supposed to be. Now I'm not gonna let anybody take advantage of me or Absolutely. you know yeah, yeah, definitely. treat me a certain way and just get walked over. But I'm definitely I've noticed in situations, especially profi- professional situations, when you set the tone, when you come to somebody and you have a certain energy, they usually match your energy. Unless mm. they just completely off. So if I come to somebody and I'm super nice and I'm super respectful, they pretty much are the same way back to me. Right. Yeah. So I understand that. So is it, tell us like the pros and cons of like being an artist manager in 2021. Do you have any? Um, I would say the pros are feeling fulfilled. Like you're actually doing a job, experiencing it, seeing stuff coming to fruition, like just going through life with this person. Like not mm-hmm. only do we have like a working relationship, we spend so much time with each other. We definitely, you know, have developed a friendship over time. It's, especially with us being the same age, having yeah. a lot of the same friends. Um, yeah. I would say the biggest con for me is sacrificing a lot of family time and like personal time mm. because, you know, I have to miss out on things. Like I miss Caleb's birthday because I mm. I found out the day of, like I had to go out of town. Or My I birthday miss- as well. My birthday too, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I missed your birthday. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I just yeah, want to invite you the sacrifices, you know, family, especially because, like you said, we such family people. So when I miss certain things that I know I would be at if I was in town, it does make me kind of sad. But I know that people understand because it's like I'm not missing it because I didn't want to be there. I'm missing it because I had to work. Right. But, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, well, it's one time that you didn't, you know, when? miss miss a uh, uh a party, you know what I'm saying? So it might have been what they say. What's the song go? Let's take it way back, way back, <laughs> back into time, you know what I'm saying? So this was uh in about July 2019, 
You have to bring up something from two years ago, and I'm not gonna let you cut it. Control my narrative. I'm gonna tell my oh, own. Okay. Do you want to tell your side first? Did I tell my side? Which one you would? Oh my prefer? god. Which one would you prefer? Because the world got to know. The world no, got to know. Yeah, they do. So look, yeah, all right, I go first. Sarah, oh, we got so many stories. You watched me <laughs> drink some tequila, which had a fucking anaconda in the bottle in the fifth. How the fuck do you fit an anaconda in the fifth? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got video. I got proof. I ain't lying. I ain't bullshitting, but I ain't even talking about that. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Let me tell you what Bernie yeah, Mac said. What you talking about? What you talking me, about? What Bernie <laughs> Mac Let me tell you a story. You know what I'm saying? So, we went to a club. I ain't going to disload the name. because I know wish y'all could see my face right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry. Take shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. In Dubai shit with the motherfucking uh, fake ass palm trees. Okay, let's go. So, we we will go to a club. We vibing, man. It's probably, you know what I'm saying? It was uh, Arson's birthday. It was Arson's birthday. Mm. And had a section, you know what I'm saying? Dubai money, she paid for it. Y'all know how that shit go. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Hey, so, yeah, hey, Arson, right. you know, she listening to shit. I ain't going to tell Arson what Vail said earlier. But this is what it is. I'll tell you later, Terry. I promise I'll tell you. But yeah, he Vail, funny in the motherfucker. He, he should be Southside funny in the motherfucker. That's his name and shit. So anyway, so, you know, we leave the club and shit. Motherfucker like shit. Motherfucking hungry shit. We about to go to Harold's. Boom. So, you know, Terry like shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, this ain't my car, Isaac. You know what I'm saying? My car in the shop. I had to get a rental and shit. So we walk into the cop. Taryn pulled up with a 2025 Dodge Caravan. On Texas. <laughs> I ain't bullshitting. I ain't bullshitting. I ain't bullshitting. 2025 Dodge Caravan on six. Not a Dodge Caravan. Right. <laughs> so look, listen, listen, listen. Give me bro, a listen. little more credit. No, no, listen, 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 but listen. You was like, this all they had. So was you going to just Uber around? <laughs> Motherfucker said, yeah. But you was like, no, you need to get around. So shit, we like, cool. You know what I mean? So we get to the parking lot, splow. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say the real car that you said because, you know what I'm saying? Because then people may think you send that car, then that's some incrimination. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like my nigga 504 said, he sent me that, I come to you. You know, I'm trying to protect you. That's my job. Protect, provide, not provide. Protect yeah. and prevent, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> provide you on your own. You provide for me. Shit. So anyway, we get out to Harold's, whatever. Everybody going inside, just me and Taryn. We in the car and shit. I'm kind of like venting the Taryn on some mental health shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, I'm a in the motherfucker, bro. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like, something wrong, something wrong with me, bro. Something wrong with me and shit. So motherfucker, like, man, all right, man, pull up to the front and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm looking out the, you know, you know, I'm, y'all know how Dodge Caravan, 2025 cars, bro. Google it right now. I got no idea y'all right now. Google it right now. So I'm in, the, I'm in like all the way in the back and shit. So I see her kind of like she was backing up, putting on. She was no, she was trying to pull out. You know what I'm saying? Because we had to pick everybody up and shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like 12 of us in there. We in that motherfucker like Hispanic. So about 12. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody else, we ain't driving shit. We made Taryn drive shit. Y'all know I'm for Taryn go. You know what I'm saying? She was mad as hell that she had drive motherfuckers shit. So she pulling out. Cool. Whatever. So I get outside and shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, she, I'm like, raise the window down, trying to direct her how to get out. It's real tight. So I'm just like, man, you know, this was one of my, um, my first, one of my first times formally meeting Taryn, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I ain't about to just, 
Yeah, yeah, y'all know. It definitely wasn't for him on shit because you're the reason why I only got two, two toes. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I'm sitting there. I'm just chilling. I'm just vibing and shit. I'm just like, turn the real. You know what I'm saying? I was intoxicated. I'm not going to say if she was intoxicated or not. You know what I'm saying? But better story y'all tell her if not. You know what I'm saying? So she pulling out of shit. So I kind of like stand between her and like a motherfucking Tahoe or some shit or whatever the fucking car was and shit. So I'm like, turn the wheel. Stop. You Stop. trying to direct her into a parking spot. No, I'm trying to out direct of her parking out, the park, oh, out okay. of the parking spot. You okay. know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, she just kept going. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to put my foot right here to like as a motherfucking speed bumper shit. Black motherfuckers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you, you know what I'm saying, you going over a speed bump, you going to finish it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she goes, oh, I had brand new sad 17s. You know what I'm saying? No, fuck seven. that. Seven and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half. So seven I and a half. I told you stop telling people your shoe yeah. size. And I, <laughs> and I done stumped a lot of people. I mean, I done, I done had therapeutic conversations with a lot of people with them tens on the shit. So as she's pulling out the shit, she's rolling over my foot. So at this point, it's like, I'm like, bro, this is my first time meeting her, but like, I don't know if they gonna send me to jail or some old shit, you know what I'm saying? So in my head, my I'm biting, I'm, I'm like, you know you know how so, you hit your toe on something on the edge or something <laughs> shit? What's the one song, bro? You're like, ah, ah. <laughs> that's I'm what that's the story. I'm no, I ain't, story. I ain't done, I ain't done. I ain't done, I don't want to do it. I'm like, okay, cool, bet. She keep going, you know what I'm saying? So whole time, like I'm at the front, of the, like the you know what I'm saying. I'm at like the the uh, front of the car and shit, at the fender of, of both cars and shit. So she's squeezing me into the top and shit too. <laughs> so then now now I got some motherfucking Cam Newton ribs now. You know what I'm saying? The motherfucker oh, gonna have God. the nerve to come to the car and say, "Nigga, are you hungry? Nigga, I can't breathe or I, can't walk. <laughs> I got two toes because of fucking tearing. You know what I'm saying? Then I look, y'all get out the car, go to Vail crib and shit. I say, bro, I still got tire marks right now. I'll show y'all the tens right now. <laughs> yeah. Brand new tire marks on my toe. I got two toes, a big toe and toe next to it. And that toe that's next to the big toe is going to the right shit. I don't even got three toes and shit. Motherfuckers talking about some boy, you too old to be diabetic. I mean, you too young to be diabetic. I'm about looking at my toes and shit. You know what I'm saying? You tell your story, but shit, motherfuckers need to hear what the fuck going on shit. My shit fucked up because of you. You know what I'm saying? Let me know when you're done. I'm, I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. All I gotta say is, if I was really running over your toe, why didn't you say anything? You right. just suffered in silence. Yeah. <laughs> so I never no, knew. He, he I, wanted to I ain't gonna say why. Ain't gonna everybody. Say... No, I don't. Uh -huh. It wasn't until we was at the table with all the cousins yeah. and somebody noticed the tire mark <laughs> on his foot. Then he put me out. He never said anything before that. I knew something was wrong because y'all was acting too weird. I'm like, something happened, bro. I'm like, something happened. I didn't know until you all knew because he never said anything. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I ain't want to. Yeah, I ain't want to. What I was gonna say? Now, yeah, it was an accident. You could have been like, Terry, you're rolling over my toe. Can you stop <laughs> driving right now? You or was can in you a fucking 2015 Dodge Caravan on sixes. You think I ain't got time to tell you? Hold on, Terry, stop. Wait a minute. Yes. Like my shit is gonna Any be normal person would have. Oh, yeah, I would scream, right. scream, I couldn't. I told you what I said. What, what little dirty self, uh, Latin, I couldn't. 
That's what I was feeling, bro. My shit was fucked up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Stupid, but no, nah, I mean, it was just, it wasn't, you know, y'all, all that's alleged, y'all. You know what I'm saying? It ain't really. It I like it. Like that. <laughs> no, no, you ran over my fucking foot. That ain't alleged. My shit definitely like that. You ever seen, uh, matter of fact, yeah. my shit look just like Anthony Anders shit. Shit for all the water. <laughs> no lie. When he dropped the ATM on his shit, bro, I'll show you a picture right now. That'd be the cover of the episode. You better stop playing. <laughs> my shit fucked up with some motion. I'm like, bro, you walking with a lip and shit. Nigga, what the hell? You missing feet and shit? Come on, bro. Stop playing. But no, it was one of the things, but you was extremely though, uh, apologetic, though. Since I from that moment on. Because <laughs> you won't stop talking about it, right? <laughs> yeah, she, she she just knew I was taking her to Judge Judy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nah, I didn't need to. The bad shit is 24 cash. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But she was, uh, it wasn't like she didn't give a fuck. You know, she didn't know y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't want y'all to be like, man, light skin privilege. Just think you can run over dark skin, niggas' toes and shit. Can't say shit. Tan wasn't like that, though. But I was telling Vail earlier, and I was like, no, nah, man, Tan actually cool. We tight for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I be getting on Tan nerves for sure for the, for the for the most part and shit, but like that. You know what I mean? But Tear my dog, though. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, though, man, that, that night, it, it was a great night. It was, you know, it, it was definitely, like, a pleasure meeting you and the rest of the fucking family and shit that I ain't never really got to see for, for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, going forward, you know what I'm saying? But what, however, <laughs> how fucking ever, I told you maybe, like, two months ago, I said, bro, tell Chance to call me. <laughs> listen, Chance. I know you listen to it. So I need you to take a chance right now. So I, me and Vail got this kid right. You talking about the return. I need you to return to the Losers Podcast. But after that, I'm done. I'm done, y'all. I'm done. I'm done for the rest of the name thing. But Taryn, I love you. You know what I'm saying? You know what the fuck going on. Most definitely. We know, uh, like you say, we see Chance teasing something, the return and all of that. So I know y'all working. So we looking forward to it. Most definitely. Definitely. Yes, so thank you, Taryn. I love you so much. We appreciate I you love joining you more. us. Yes, we thank you so much for joining the I think you podcast. Are right. <laughs> <laughs> He's an idiot, man. Thank y'all for having me. That's Absolutely. Pleasure you being on this uh this network with us. We definitely, I promise you, we both of us definitely appreciate it. If not him, me for sure. So uh, Thanksgiving is next week, ladies and gentlemen. So we will be taking a week off. Uh, the Porsche Chronicles, they won't be dropping on Monday either. So uh, look back out for us next Monday. The Porsche Chronicles will be back next Monday. Not this upcoming Monday, but the Monday after Thanksgiving. So we will be back. Your boy Southside Veil is through the doors. I'll holler at you. And it's your boy, No Shirt, Izzy the Don from the Losers Take a Chance podcast. Now y'all know what the fuck going on. Damn, we love you. You know what the fuck going on. Thank you, Tara. Loser, loser, loser.